Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, a beginner's guide to 40k. This is episode one, The War. First episode of A Beginner's Guide to 40K. My name is Eric. And I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan. Joining us today is uh, Christian. Hello. Hello. Uh, we have a couple questions for you just so people can learn a little about you and your, uh, I guess, wow, I lost a word there. Your addition to the hobby? I don't know. Is anything Christian does adds to it? It adds to okay, it. Okay, fine. All right, uh, so what drew you to the hobby in the first place? Uh, I actually started uh, with Lord of the Rings, um, and I promised myself I wouldn't get into 40K, but uh, actually the Lord... Like every promise Christian makes to himself. (laughs) Broken. (laughs) Swiftly broken. But uh, anyways, um, a lot of my friends started getting into 40K and collecting the models and things, but the lore is what brought me into it. Yes. So, than anything. so that's prob- that's why you stayed. Yeah, I, I promised not to buy any of the models, but then slowly and gradually after getting into the lore, then it just evolved to the next step. So then how long have you actually been involved? Uh, Ten plus years, I think. Yes. Yeah, started as a teenager, so it's been a while. Yeah. Me and uh, Christian, the first time we met was in a games workshop, and then a couple months later we found out that we actually shared a mutual friend, that, and then he came to our school and whatever, but... Yeah, it's funny to think about. We met through Warhammer. We, and yeah. we've been like, well, just life like, partners ever since. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's interesting just to... Small world. Small world, yes. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite army to play? Uh, I played a lot of Space Marines uh, growing growing up currently i'm in between armies <laughs> um, in between what and what yeah christian uh in between what will be thunder oh, thunder warrior army and perhaps a new space right uh, you have five words to describe what a thunder warrior army is stormcast eternals in 40k okay that's Better than I thought you would have done. We can touch on it later yeah. when we do the <laughs> yeah, episode. It, it's episode. Actually, yeah. I don't even understand what Stormcast Eternals are, so that's good. I'm part of this podcast, I guess. Um, what's your favorite part of the lore? Uh, I gotta say it might be 
just I'm excited for all the new stuff that GW is doing with moving the plot forward. I know it may not have been a popular idea amongst the community, but uh, I'm just excited to see what direction they go in with the Dark Imperium stuff and the return of the premarks and stuff yep. like that. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Old Morty, he's up next. Yeah, as of this recording. <laughs> uh, any future plans then? You said you're working on the Thunder Warrior. Yeah, I was just a small kill team. So once I'm past yeah. that, uh, we're working on our 40k. We have 500 point armies of every race, so I'll probably work a little bit on that. So Dark Eldar, I think, are next on the chopping block. And I then so, yeah. uh, I might work on a side Space Marine chapter army after that. So many grand ideas. I love um, it. Also, where does our building a new terrain board fit into all of this? <laughs> it fits in at the end of the project. No, but don't worry. That's just a one-time. <laughs> it's a one-time investment. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we all razz Christian because, yeah. He, <laughs> he's, he the, he's the king of starting projects. Yeah, and I'm just great. upset with the low-quality terrain boards we have currently. <laughs> you didn't contribute. I just want to say that. You did not contribute to the terrain building day that happened. I don't even think any of us did, I technically. Didn't I didn't. I just used them. Whose boards are those? <laughs> I don't know. You don't like the terrain boards? I think uh, they could be improved. I think there's some features and stuff on them that we can replace, but okay. yeah. yeah, he doesn't like the fact that it was an artist who made them, <laughs> and yeah. not someone who like is really familiar with the game because he says there's features on the boards that you can't maneuver the who, pieces who into. It? Tim. Oh, Tim made them. Yeah. Well, Tim, Tim, Tim's fairly right. Exactly. No, he's really. <laughs> I mean, good. they're playable. The boards are playable. And yet he always has an excuse of why they're not good. Anyway. I've spent lots of passionate nights with those boards. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> Which is why we need, we need new we boards. We need new boards now. <laughs> Burn them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing we're going to do with this podcast, too, is every now and again we're going to have uh, a rotating uh, chair. So today it's going to be Christian, and uh, we've mentioned another guy, Tim. And we know we got a group of close to 15 people who kind of – are interested in 40k who have an army who have played and yeah so every now and again we'll get a different guy on but you'll definitely probably see the most of christian although he won't be a main host because he's too good for us so <laughs> i'm usually pretty busy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh without further ado let's kind of get right into our main topic today and since this is the first episode uh let's do a, a really kind of something that encompasses everything about 40k and it's going to be the warp yeah definitely one of 40k's defining features is the warp yeah. it's their version of magic but it just goes so much deeper than just a magical system yeah the the warp it's it's the shadow realm yeah right it's, it's the mirror to the reality it's it, it's like the spiritual realm of the material world. Yeah, it's a yeah. parallel universe. Parallel dimension. 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 Yeah, better way to put it. <laughs> yes. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the best way to describe the warp is basically um, it's a swirling mass of energy. And Yeah, there's that's it's uh, described as like a sea or an ocean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think in a figurative sense. Yeah, you can. Mm, there's currents and and there's warp storms. Yeah, but it's you, not like on a two dimensional plane. No. Like it's just no that you have to enter the warp. It, the the warp is it's chaos. The warp is the, the warp is the realm of chaos. Right. It, it's where 
all the chaotic energies swirl and eddy, but it, it has its own currents, yeah. right? So, like, I, I think I, I like the description of the ocean because it's it shows, like, constantly shifting and moving and warping around each other. It bends uh, reality and space and time. time yeah. That's how they're able to achieve faster-than-light travel. and Yeah, and... Basically, every race, except for a couple, have some relation to the warp, which would we'll go on uh, in greater detail later. But, yeah, it, it's the one thing that all the races can kind of have in common, and it plays a factor in all the races' existence to some degree or another. Yeah, you might not you might not affect the warp, but the warp can always <laughs> it, affect you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the... Everything that we do has a reflection yeah. in the warp. Yeah, so some races are more sensitive to the warp, like you said, and some don't have any impact. And uh, basically, uh, what happens is humans are kind of, they're highly prized in the warp, same with Eldar, because they, they can affect the warp so much. So they can put out energy into the warp and like form different beings inside the warp, and they can draw like power off like emotions that these different races Right, out. the beings in the warp can yes. like feed on us. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So those particular races have like a connection to the warp through the equivalent of like a soul, which is our yes. embodiment, I guess, in the warp. Yeah. Um, so humans and Eldar who experience the emotions like so much more strongly yeah. also have a deeper connection or soul brightness, I guess yeah. it would be in the warp. Let's not ever use the word bright when describing <laughs> anything Sorry, in forty K again. Soul vibration. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. So, what's like? What's an example of the warp affecting the material world? Uh, probably the easiest one is the Eye of Terror. <laughs> yeah. So think of it like a shoreline. So you got the ocean, which is the warp, and the the shore, which is land. Yeah. And every now and again, there'd be rushes of emotion or waves that come crashing into the real world onto the shore and you know where once a beautiful sandcastle was is now just a wrecked ruin so that's kind of well there's there's demons that are summoned well yeah that's how right? they wreck the sandcastle right yeah sure. and so, uh, so so there's actually beings that come into our dimension and, and yes cause havoc absolutely from the warp. yeah, yeah. There, there's even some worlds that exist in the warp and in reality and okay. they're they're like uh, like a like a chaos like a uh, I want to say prince but I don't think that's the right word. No, I think you're right. Yeah, chaos like a chaos prince. They like their rule own it as mini, like their own domain, yeah. and so they like ex excise their control of like the warp over this reality, and these worlds are like messed up. Even though you can access them without really entering the warp, as in like the the original way that someone yeah. would there's also non-sentient ways that the warp can destroy things like it's prone like the ocean to have storms that just appear sometimes randomly sometimes caused by the psychic influence of mortals so because psychic races including humans have that connection uh, sometimes they unwittingly or willingly cause like a storm to kick up within the immaterium and it bleeds out into the material realm so sometimes like a yeah, world if it's powerful enough yeah, yeah. a world or can it be, blocks off communication yeah or... it can it can either blind a world from the astronomicon which we can get into later um but picture it right now just as a lighthouse that helps facilitate warp travel communication which, travel yeah all of the above yeah. yeah and so it can cut off a world it can absorb a world so a world gets 
taken into the warp a lot like uh, a certain planet that I don't know if we want to do spoilers but has recently been destroyed by such a such a force <laughs> a well-known planet Cadia it's fine it's gone it's gone oh really yeah oh, wow. um so even in a non-sentient way the warp like the when we get into the timelines we can talk about the age of what was it the newest one no oh uh when the warp storms took over the, the galaxy um the age of i think they just call it the end times no 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 no, no this is back like yeah this back is like great before, before yeah yeah oh, before oh, the great oh, sorry, misunderstood yeah, uh, we're talking like when it first happened and yeah. the Emperor had the to age go of stripes. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Which cut off kind of like we'll we'll get into it more deeply in the uh, yeah. history but, section. But, but the the like the majority of people under like the easiest way to understand it is definitely just that swirling mass of energy. Yeah, it's energy in its most basic sense. Yeah, it, yeah, it is an energy that can coalesce and form in and like the similar motions like bond together. And that's where we're going to get into the ruinous powers. Yeah. So the uh, biggest of these energies that have formed yeah, and latched on. So big, emotions. so large that they're they're gods. Yeah, really. They're just they're so incomprehensible in their power. And the first one um, that would have formed uh, his name is Nurgle. Papa Nurgle. Father Nurgle. Father Nurgle is uh, decay, death. Um, just everything in the universe it dies it, dies. it has That's, a fear of death it happens yeah entropy happens right things like break down and decay yeah all you, the time. you can't stop it no. so Nurgle is the oldest because of that because since the the very first there's, thing yeah, in the as soon universe, as there's life there's decay exactly um, so anytime anything is decaying it's giving Nurgle power yeah uh, he's also called uh, the plague father fly lord Great Corruptor, uh, Lord of Decay, and he just, like, his, he kind of, like, he's huge, he has, like, disgusting disease everywhere, uh, but people love him. Yeah. <laughs> because once you accept that we all die, life gets easier. Yeah, then you then you stop worrying about it. And exactly. You just start enjoying the life you have. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he lives... Where does Nurgle live? In the Garden of Nurgle. He lives in the Garden of Nurgle. <laughs> which is which is in the warp. Yeah. Yeah, so when we're talking about the warp too, um, you always kind of got to go back to, these are all metaphors. He does not actually live in a physical garden. It's And yet you the, can go there. But yet you can go there. So it's kind of weird the way the warp, the warp works. Is they, like they, a, can, uh... they have like a control and they can exercise their control and form the warp to how they choose to. Yeah. So if you're powerful enough. If you're like powerful Nurgle enough. is powerful enough to form the warp into a, like a, a realm you could actually step into. Yeah. Oh, but it, it's like, it's actually like a garden but it's disgusting. It's full of, like, disease, disease. plagues, pestilence. Rot. Yeah. But people love it because... But he's actually... Um, like, Father Nurgle is, like, a name that a lot of, like, his followers actually give him. Yeah, so uh, amongst the Chaos Gods, he's, uh, I guess, one of the happier incarnations. He, uh, His followers want to be a part of him. They, they look at him as a father figure. Like... Uh, there's a the alternative to the feelings of like hope or like the desire for life and things like that or or willingness not to die i guess is a better way to put it um causes nurgle to draw his power from that so there the his followers 
look up to him. So even though like their bodies may become corrupted or diseased, um, it's actually a benefit to the practitioner follower because they no longer feel pain. They no longer um, feel like the side effects of that disease. Yeah. They no longer feel despair. They, yeah. They... It's just a constant high all the time. Yeah. Just high on life. So if you're looking to follow Nurgle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess you're talking about uh, Mortarion. Yeah. Who is a follower of Nurgle. Yeah. Uh, Demon Prince of Nurgle. Demon Primarch. Demon Primarch. But do we know what Primarchs are yet? Have we gotten into that? No, we no, haven't touched so. it yet. He's a really powerful being yeah. who kind of sold his soul to Nurgle yeah. thousands of years ago. Yeah, so well, anyone can dedicate or like try to serve these chaos gods and like you can gain their favor and become more powerful in their eyes and get more and more benefits. So every time I fart during this podcast... You're contributing I'm, to Nurgle. I'm contributing, and he's getting more and more powerful, and I'm getting more and more blessed. <laughs> blessed with more gas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, I guess um, Nurgle, kind of his like his opposite, is change. Change. Yeah. Oh, before we go there, let's. Do we want to talk about the greater demons and demons? Sure. And stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hit the demons of Nurgle. So, each chaos god can basically give up some of their their energy to create demons, is what we call them. Um, but they're basically like littler versions of themselves, or like. Um, different tendrils of the same being. It's, yeah, it's a shard. He's been he's split it off from his main body and yeah. So e- each of the chaos gods have their own demons, and they have greater demons. They have just demons, and they usually have some type of like lesser they... demon. Yeah, spawn. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so I'm kind of curious about uh, Nurgle because I was just reading that he. Like, are most of the chaos gods derived from some kind of, like, historical god that actually was worshipped, or a mythological god that was worshipped in human history? Are you, you're talking about, like, the author's, uh, yeah, like, their inspiration? Yeah, yeah. Of because it? Nurgle is, uh, as I, I was reading here, that it, um, in Meso- ancient Mesopotamia, yes. he's the god yeah, yeah. of war and death. Yeah. Huh. Like, um, we're talking way back. Yeah, like, yeah, like a long, long time ago. Yeah. Like, prehistory almost. Is it, who, like, the name was even the same. Yeah. yeah. Nurgal or something. Yeah, and he sounds very similar to this Nurgle. And in other fictional universes, you can find nods to Nurgle as well. Oh, yeah. If you're familiar with and Robert like, e. Howard. Yeah, or... death and decay, that's nothing new. For yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. To be a de- deity. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's yeah. like It's one of, like, the oldest. Yeah. Is yeah. like that, yeah. Because death comes for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Games Workshop definitely will take bits and pieces from existing history or other universes lore or whatever, yeah. and then they will slightly tweak them. Yeah. Ob- obviously, like the Imperium is like ancient Rome. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. ties to that. Yeah. And a lot of sort of, sort of like uh, they just kind of mirror each other, but yeah, the inf- you can definitely see the influence. yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And if you find any other ones, yeah, let us know when we go through the gods. Okay. Uh, yeah, so demons, they can give up some of their life energy to cre- or their force or whatever to make different sizes of demons. 
Uh, but obviously, the more you keep to yourself, the more powerful you are. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a neat way, actually, to keep, like, chaos in check, if you think about it. So, like... Oh, because they're greedy. The gods, they all want more power. Yes. But in order to get more power, you have to spend more power. So then you become weaker because you just spent all your power. So then did you ever, ever really <laughs> Just a get, cycle. Yeah. yeah, did you ever really get anywhere? So well, it depends. Cool. If you've conquered an entire world, then hopefully your investment paid off. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. It's sort of like laissez-faire among the, the, the demon gods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, is it going to happen or yeah. do we just let it ride? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, the, like, a, a god splitting, like, a great... Like a like a Nurgle has a great unclean one. Yeah. Like if Nurgle like He's the greater demon, yeah. Right. Yeah. If he creates like a great unclean one, is his power really diminished? No. Like I'm sure no. it would take hundreds. Like he, and hundreds. he would have to like split himself so many times. Yeah. In order to actually lose power, just because they've been around for so long. Yeah. They're collecting it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And but, uh, it's interesting to note too that. Uh, Although these demons are kind of a part of the Chaos God, um, they actually still do have their own personalities and their own motives even. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll talk about one of uh, a pretty famous demon of Korn when we get there, who his motive is, uh, yeah, not the same as what Korn motives would be. Yeah. So. Well, that's debatable. Well, so. I, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> like, yeah. So just a little bit more on the unclean ones. Uh, again, as a common theme through Nurgle, like they are very endearing creatures. They see themselves as like an embodiment of the god as well. So they're often referred to like their followers as children and have that kind of endearing. They they want to get close to you, even if you don't want to be close to them. Let's say mm-hmm. so they're not they're not malicious in how they pro. Uh, like in spread their infection and things are not trying to hurt you. It's it's, it's, part it's of for it. your own good right. in their eyes, right? So it's a very uh, a cleansing of the mind. A very dark kind of it's morbid form of love, is. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't run from it. Yeah. Like how do you outrun like death? Yeah, exactly. Like at some point you have to give in. Well, you become a perpetual. Okay. No. I don't know what that is. We'll go into that later. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Nurgle has the great unclean ones. Those are his main ones, main greater guys. demons. Yeah. Greater then demons. he has plague bearers, which yeah. are the next step, the more common, a step down. Yeah, yeah. and then he's got little little Nurglings, little Nurglings, yeah. <laughs> which are like the lesser demons, who are like little imps. Yeah, little pus balls. <laughs> Some might call them cute. I wouldn't, but you clearly if, have never. Yeah, <laughs> if you were a member of Nurgle's family, you would love them. <laughs> Uh, then we've got the beasts of Nurgle, which other demons will kind of ride into combat or whatever. And then the rot flies and the battle flies. <laughs> so that's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. So that that's pretty much Nurgle. He's the god of decay, and uh, but he loves everyone. But he loves everyone. Yeah. Because it's the one thing everyone has in common. All right. Uh, I guess now our next guy. Uh, would be or actually before we move sure. on from Nurgle um, so there may or may not be more than the four big chaos gods uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a little later but uh, each one is diametrically opposed to another god um, because of what each god represents, represents or embodies yeah. is the opposite of if you think of it as like a cross or like a circle 
the the god that's directly across from them in terms of demeanor and what they represent makes them an enemy uh and so for nurgle that would be chinch who we will get into now yeah so chinch is kind of the god of ambition hope plans schemes Scheme, you little tricksters. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, the god of getting yourself ahead above everybody else. And change. And the change. ever-present concept of yeah, his, change. His names are uh, Changer of the Ways, Master of Fortune, the Great Conspirator, and the Architect of Fate. Yeah. All right, so change he's created and sustained by a desire for change which yeah. is like that's like all people desire change or to be better or to win or something in that and that's kind of what feeds in to change yeah um he's obviously really interested in humanity partly because humanity shapes like everything that they touch and conspires constantly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. To upset the balance of power. Um, he's often really associated with things like sorcery and magic. Often uses, you know, cloak and dagger means to manipulate people or change outcomes, right? So, yeah. yeah. Plans within plans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's change. But anyone can feed into change. You don't necessarily have to be a sorcerer, but, you know, well, the minute yeah, you start that... plotting or conspiring. Yeah. To... And that's the, the neat thing about all the chaos gods is... Even if you don't worship the chaos gods, you're still providing power to them. Yeah, unwittingly, yeah, you're you're all instruments of chaos, so there's yeah. no escaping. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Spot, let's play spot the cultist. <laughs> there's one. There's one. There's four cultists in this room. Um, Chinch has used his like power to create the uh, the maze of Chinch, also known as the Crystal Labyrinth, and. Basically, it's the craziest maze ever. It's like nine-dimensional yeah. maze. And just when you think you found the end, you realize that was just the beginning. Yeah. Because it's constantly changing and shifting and trapping you in his dimension. Yeah, like there's, it's saying here, there's, there's no, there's no guards. It doesn't need any. No. Yeah, because yeah, you, you can never find your way out. So think of it, think of this too, like, uh, so you're in this maze, right? And every time you reach, like, a cross in the intersection of the maze, you have to make a choice. You have to choose which one. So even just trying to make your way through this maze, you're actually contributing to Chinch's power by choosing one direction or another, choosing a different strand of fate. Um, and then at the center of the maze uh, is something called the Impossible Fortress. It just should not exist. <laughs> it was designed so that it could not exist. Yeah. It's uh, time and space doesn't exist and gravity shifts and changes or just disappears altogether, which is pretty cool. For mortals who are so locked, it says, like, based on our understanding, like, we can't even enter it. So men, we go crazy. You just yeah. implode when you get inside. Like you just, you can't withstand yeah. Yeah. Like the insanity that's in in there. Yeah, you yeah. can't comprehend the incomprehensible. Well, sure you can. No, no, that's literally what it means. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> He's also the guardian of forbidden knowledge and forbidden lore. Let's say so. Once you start meddling in things that are 
above your pay grade what should be your understanding yeah yeah you start yeah you start playing with powers that you've never your body can't contain and your mind can't handle yeah yeah so greater demons of corn or i'm sorry of change someone just really wants to get get ahead here yeah it's got bloodshed on the the, brain the greater demon of change is the lord of change uh often is represented as an avian creature Mm -hmm. uh so it looks almost like a uh what do you call them? They like a uh, a siren. What? No. no, like a bird. Yeah. I hope you weren't looking for the word bird. No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the ones that like circle you in the desert. Oh, the vulture. a vulture. vulture. Yeah, it has a very vulture-like appearance. Yeah. Um, but it obviously represents, you know, sorcery and plotting again. Yeah. Um, and the next demon he has, a lesser demon, is a horror. And there's actually different types of horrors. There's like red or pink horrors, blue horrors, and then a brims- horror or a horror, whatever you're into. <laughs> no, hor- horrors are the Slanesh's demons. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. But yeah, so there's different uh, lesser demons of horrors, um, and they kind of have their own power levels. Like uh, a pink horror is. I believe it's the most powerful. And then it turns into a blue horror, and then it turns into like a brimstone horror. And uh, each one is significantly smaller and less powerful and has like just less and less of Chinch's power in it, basically. And they're more like an amorphous blob of like limbs and mouths and just like constantly shifting in appearance. You can't really yeah. peg them down. To... If, if you're fighting it and he swings a sword at you and you go to block the sword... It might turn into a flamethrower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no predicting how they might respond or change. Uh, obviously, a representation of their god. Yeah. Right. Um, then we've got the flamer. Yeah. Which interesting choice. <laughs> uh, Sounds like another slanesh. Are you? <laughs> they named these all wrong. <laughs> uh, numerous gaping maws produces searing flames. Yeah, and it's like a magical flame too. So. Right. It's not, you know, just a common fire. It uh, it burns on, like, a magical level, so don't think, like, right, right. Just, just water will, yeah. will put it out. It'll put it out. No, no, no. That's how I deal. I just bring fire hydrants wherever I go <laughs> to protect me from Zinch. Uh, just in case. Yeah, well, you never know. You never. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> Next up, we got Screamers, uh, which look like flying mantas. Yeah. And they just float around the battlefield. Uh, this is a very like air type it, of this. Yeah, thing. like an aerial the kind theme, of like. Yeah, they like to spend their time in the air. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You can't like peg it down. You know, like you can't box air necessarily, right? It's like yeah. it's everywhere. It changes. Constantly it shifts. Shifting. It blows. It. Yeah. It's calm, you know. Um, and yeah, the screamers just swoop around the battlefield, clawing at enemies, and then flow like fly away again. And then usually you can find followers of change riding flying discs. Uh, whether or not these discs are sentient, I don't know. Um, but most uh, most champions of change you'll see floating around the battlefield on on a gliding disc of the various followers of change. Can you actually get models for these characters? Yeah, yeah all of the above. Like actually. that? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen many of these. 
like more. I don't think we don't. It's because your mind can't comprehend them when you're looking. <laughs> you've, no, seen them. Oh, you've seen them. You've seen them. You just don't know you've seen them. <laughs> we like we don't have anyone who's really like deep into the chaos demons. Yeah, which is a little. It's unfortunate. But because would you even so find crazy. that stuff at workshop or? Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's fairly common. And yeah. the thing is, a lot of these cross over into the fantasy stuff as well. So the models are interchangeable between 40k and fantasy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or Age of Sigmar. It's its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Sorry, just something I just read on the disc there. It's actually a bound screamer, um, so I guess that's what causes it to oh, levitate. Neat. So okay. I guess there's a sentient element to the uh, the floating discs that they ride. Okay, that's kind of neat to know. Yep. Um, and then maybe let's jump into notable servants of change. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple big ones. He's got a couple Primarchs. All right, well, one... Major Primarch, Magnus the Red. Magnus. And, uh... I love that guy. It, It's an interesting thing that happened to him. Hopefully we'll get to it one day, but... As much as he is... Summary. As much as he is a servant of Tesnich or Chinch, um, he, he, isn't, he isn't really one. Like, Magnus does not like Chinch. Like, uh, Angron would like... Corn. Corn, you know, like... They don't have that same relationship just because uh, it's uh, Chinch is a god of ambition and change and whatever. So Chinch always wants to be on top. So if you get another powerful person who always wants to be at t- on top of the power level, they're always going to be fighting each other, like working to their own ends, their own things, their own yeah. goals. A lot of it has to do with like Magnus is also a really powerful psyker. Yeah, but right? Magnus so- also likes knowledge and... Right, which is where yeah. like the the forbid the library yeah. and knowledge. So maybe not like the change or anything, but maybe it's more attracted to the fact that like he's not going to go for corn, no, right, and he's not going to go for slanesh. Well, yeah, right? like, was... it's kind of like the only logical choice when you eliminate all the other ones. Well, and was, he like... he was basically forced into it too, and like everyone he... has a choice. Everyone has a choice, but like yeah, we'll get into it. It's it's a huge thing. It's probably one of the biggest. Uh, topics in 40k if magnus is a villain or uh if he just is a tragic victim of fate exactly which does play into the <laughs> the character of change i mean you don't necessarily have to be a willing follower of change for change to use you either right yeah like if you come up with a plan or a scheme and it backfires you could probably bet it was change <laughs> yeah that yeah. was involved in that or nurgle or, or any <laughs> of the gods um amongst the mortal followers i guess there's also zangors um, which are natives to the planet of sorcerers, which is one of Magnus's domains. Um, it's not the lore's not super clear on like what their origin is, but a lot of 40k, there's a lot of secrets and things that are open to interpretation. But I guess the predominant theory is that they were humans that have been mutated into um, beastmen-looking creatures who kind of are thralls to chaos. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the planet of Sorcerer was originally Magnus's home planet, but then, like, the Space Wolves attacked, uh, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was, man. Like, part of it. I don't think so. No? I could be wrong. I I believe it's visited later with the Imperium. No, because, like, didn't he, like... What's the planet name? Planet of Sorcerers? Uh, is that's the chaos oh, planet? Uh, Miska, but the, t- no, the city is Tiska, but oh. the planet that Magnus used to rule. If you look up Tiska, you'll you'll find the planet there. And you can spell that. 
T-Z-I-Z-C-A, I believe. Okay, I, I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. So you're not going to... All right, fine. You're, you're done arguing about it then. Uh, anything else we want to share about Zinch? Any other questions, concerns? We think we've covered it. God of change, God of magic. God of fate. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mark has been pretty excited to get to into talk this about Slanish. No. <laughs> oh. False. <laughs> oh. We're on to corn. Corn. Probably the most, I would say, like, the most well known. Yeah. So anyone who makes a corn joke, like corn maize corn, owes me five bucks. We'll just start there. Right it's not now. spelled the same way. It is not spelled the same way. Corn. So we'll just nip that in the butt. Yeah. Corn is the uh, god of war, anger, violence, rage, blood. But ultra interestingly, uh, honor and martial prowess. Um, that's a often overlooked part of him. Yeah. Because not all war and bloodshed is just I like I kind of have a little bit of a bone to pick with that why because like you can like fight with honor yeah but does he gonna value that more is he just gonna value you're massacring the entire planet both both yeah (laughs) either either or why does it have to be a dichotomy literally it says um corn does not care from where the blood flows only that it does only that it does right but uh but if your honor would stop you from letting the blood flow yes wouldn't he prefer that you just disregard that and kill the children yeah yeah that's that is interesting well it could be either way right so whether you do or don't you're still screwed you still follow corn (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i was wondering like if i was to be like a worshiper of corn yeah are you trying (laughs) suppose if i was a worshiper of corn how would i i'm asking for a friend right it's not for me (laughs) Uh, anyways, so corn, um, yeah, god of like any kind of violence that it's gives silly, gives yeah. him his yeah. power, right? And yeah. then Mark is also saying like your martial prowess or no martial honor and yeah, yeah. anything but, related really to combat, right? Yeah, both in the savage sense of you know brutality or in the honorable like knightly sense of like codes of battle and and martial pride, right? Yeah. So corn is the third oldest chaos god. And uh, it is believed that humans actually, with their, like, all their violence and bloodshed that they did, they actually created corn. Yeah, so... And that's how he came about. Yeah, because we're saying in the warp that what your actions here, like, have a a representation of the warp. And so when you get enough of these emotions coalescing and pooling, like, at one point in time, then all of a sudden, like... It births the god. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've you've put so much into this that like a god is like all the power is drawn together, like magnets to each other and just boom, now you've yeah. got like a chaos god who continues to feed and grow. Yeah, yeah. Just kinda of how gravity congeals like planets of stone around them. It's kinda of like the gravity of well, no, all the emotions. Mass, Let's no. talk about space physics for a bit here. <laughs> well, well, you need mass before you have gravity. Right. Okay. So. Oh. Well the the mass oh, the mass of all of this activity right all this yeah. violence once, once you have that I- uh, initial explosion of now the god is born now yeah. he draws in and draws the, it in the energy yeah. yeah which is which is kind of cool that's kind of different like in this universe gods are created by humans not the other oh, way yeah around. that's that, 
Well, it's, it's not, not just, just humans. humans. But, but I know what you mean by yeah. mortal, mortal beings. Mortal beings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if you kind of backtrack in the lore a little bit, like the warp used to be calm space. Like if you imagine no life in the galaxy, there wouldn't be yeah. a warp uh, mm. that there would be no chaotic. There would be no chaos because yeah. like, it was like totally in balance or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. So like they kind of rely on each other, right? Like without even knowing it, like the chaos gods rely on mortal creatures that produce emotion and in order to, to maintain their power and existence and at the same time like but mortals. life can like life will always strive to exist so yeah. you you can never fully give up giving your power to the warp because if you did Unless you're you just giving it to nervil from the warp which huh? we'll get into later whatever but like that it, it's kind of it's a self like it's a circle now that continues yeah. to like yeah. it's self-driven mm. you'll never truly like be free of it yeah. All right. So, Corn uh, sits on a throne <laughs> made up of kittens, false <laughs> uh, oh. skulls, actually. But <laughs> I was close. There's probably kitten skulls somewhere. <laughs> Cats have died at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, he sits on a brass throne with skulls. A mound of skulls. Is there like a river of blood around him too, or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for fun. No, yeah, that's just the fun. <laughs> Where did all the skulls come from? It's, it's for fun. Uh yeah, he but definitely like violence, um everything that he does is is just about death. Not just death, but it's like the act of, of like killing. Yeah, yeah, the act of killing. Um doesn't really care for like crazy plans or schemes. Has no like love for his followers that like Nerval would, but it's purely just like your power, like yeah. your own power and ability to like fight. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't meddle in the affairs of his followers either, like Chinch would. So, like you said, yeah, he just doesn't really care. No, it's like he, he just does wants not power. care from where the blood flows. No, yeah. Um, so a bloodthirster. So that would be the greatest demon, or the greater demon, of uh, corn, and they're basically like, um. They're dog-faced, and they have wings, and they're kind of your typical-looking demon. Like, when most people think of a demon, they think of a red-horned, devil-y type creature. Wings. Wings, yeah. So that, it's kind of, wings, The yeah. cloven hooves. Yeah. yeah. Claws and everything. Yeah, the most classic interpretation yeah. of the demon. Which is, oddly enough, that's, like, also the archetypal view of corn. That's, like, yeah. what corn would yeah. look like. So, do you think uh, they, they look like that because... He, humans created them like that's like our interpretation of it yeah seeing like, as humans like we had like the biggest impact of corn and, yeah like, is his creation that's not a i don't think that's a very far off yeah that's interesting to think about to make, yeah yeah like when we view of like a our view of like a demon even back in the middle ages would yeah. have been that type of like the flames yeah. and the red and skin like, and the eyes and the tail yeah and, and like wings. so a, a demon could have popped on earth during those times and they're like a demon a demon and like so that's it, their interpretation of what they And that's, like, like, where we get right, that. Right, that's like, the self-feeding yeah, image. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Then after uh, greater demons, they have lesser demons called bloodletters. And they're just a smaller version without wings. And, uh, yeah, they just run around and... Real giant swords and let blood yeah, walk on the. <laughs> and we've got they the, live up to their name quite well. Yeah, the flesh hounds. Yeah, 
Yeah, so those are um, the dogs of corn. And yes. they have kind of a unique little uh, area which goes back to the martial prowess of corn. Um, the dogs of corn will chase after the cowards of the battlefield. Anyone who is unwilling to fight, these dogs will go and hunt them down and he will get his yeah. blood. Well, because Corn, like, he doesn't even, like, he doesn't worry himself about the, the cowardly and the weak. No. Like, he's, like, you're beneath He'll just my let his dogs on you. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, you're only worthy for my dogs. Exactly. Yeah. But I will still get your blood at oh, the end of, of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The skulls for the skull throne. Yeah. So, it's kind of, uh, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess the last on the list would be the Juggernauts. Yeah, these are always, uh... I always thought they were, like, uh, made by the Mechanicum, but they're not. They're, like, their own... It's demonic metal. Yeah, yeah, so... And so they're steeds of corn, like horses, or... But they don't have to be horses, do they? No, they often, no, the... they often look like, I yeah, guess, actually, rhinos. They make me think yeah, like, like a rhino with a yeah. dog face. Yeah, yeah it's got, like, a long Snow, face. yeah. yeah. And, and like they're generally... Teeth. They're, like, covered in, like, plated metal and... Yeah, yeah, you can't really see yeah. flesh on them, per se. Yeah, um, and yeah, they're often the the mount that uh, demons and followers of corn will ride into battle, similar to like the discs of sure. Church, yeah, yeah. Or uh, what do Nurgles get? The they get flies, those, those oh, big gross. gross flies. Yeah, I'll never go Nurgle. I just... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nurgle will come to you. <laughs> uh, anything else about corn? Scarbrand. Oh yeah. So interesting to corn, uh, particularly, kind of going back to the uh, the individuality that greater demons can sometimes possess in terms of like they can start following their own agendas and things like that, is I think the greatest example would be Scarbrand, uh, which was a bloodthirster of corn who actually rose up against corn um, and struck corn with his axe. Um, I guess he overestimated his skill, however, because then corn picks him up and throws him across the warp so hard that his wings get shredded. And, like, he threw him through the warp and just left a flaming trail of destruction for... Yeah. They, they don't give a distance, but they say... Like, it's the warp, there's no distance. Yeah. Exactly, but they make it sound like just, like, just flaming wreckage behind where he threw him. Yeah. yeah which is and... sweet. It's like, it's like there's a comet, and, like, anytime yeah. there's a comet, like, it's gonna mess with all kind of fluxes and stuff. Yeah. But, like, if you were to really look in the comet... There's just a demon, like, just, like <laughs> flying oh, a thousand miles a minute. Exactly, like it is just like just I imagine him just screaming in pain, and like yeah, vengeance upon his face as his wings are slowly being torn apart. And yeah, that's so cool. He's got a pretty cool model. Yeah, his wings are all shredded and stuff, and it, it's pretty cool looking for yeah. sure. And he was once one corn's like greatest servants. So yeah. it was kind but of. What's odd is that like. He still is. Well, yeah. And, like, the actions he does still give power yeah, to Yeah, we'll go back to that. Corrin yeah. does not care from where the blood flows. He could have destroyed right. Scarbrand, but, but he's like, he's too I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So, just kind of going back to Scarbrand here. He, um, so how each Chaos God is diametrically opposed to the other, change being Corrin's enemy. Uh, they fight each other in the warp in what they call the Great Game. Um, and so I guess Scarbrand rising up against Corn was because of change. Change manipulated him and just stoked his rage and fury to the point where, like, he, he thought he was, he was just a berserker, him. right? And just lost his mind and struck Corn, right? And that obviously made Corn angry, and so the story goes. Which 
feeds corn. Yeah. <laughs> so who really won in that? So, <laughs> so who wins? Who knows? I guess that's all of No one really wins when chaos like... gets involved. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of keeping in line with the other other chaos gods, the the leading Primarch demon prince would be Angron. Not the most creatively named Primarch. Um, yeah, sometimes like games work sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he also has a, a greater a demon, Angrath? Angrath, yeah. Right. Not so, to be confused with Angron. Not to be confused <laughs> with Angron, of course. It's Angrath and Angron. Angron is the Primarch who's become a demon prince. Bloodthirsters, yeah. bloodletters, blood crushers. Right. There's, there's a lot of blood in this. That's a theme. Blood and anger. Yeah. So Rage and, and Berserker kind of mentality is also a big part of corn obviously if you haven't picked up on that yet yeah um yeah i got nothing else for corn slanesh um, everyone's favorite slanesh everyone's yeah. favorite primer yes <laughs> he she it <laughs> don't assume gender non-conforming gender non-conforming <laughs> non-gender binary uh so slanesh would have been the last of the ruinous powers to form uh the pretty, most recently yeah pretty recently in terms of the 40k uh, timeline and ha- has had the biggest uh, impact upon like the material universe to date. Yeah, with, yeah. with the In creation, our current... with the creation of the Eye of Terror. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Slanish was created because the Eldar, who are like a super psychically sensitive race. Yeah. If so you have any it... trouble picturing them, just picture elves. Pretty well, yeah. And if you kind of like want to get a, a picture for the scale, so like, uh. uh a word that they use to describe kind of how people are represented in the warp. Like, humans are a fairly psychic race. So it kind of appears like flames or like candles or flickering fires in the warp, right? Yeah. Like, with how how strong their presence is there. For oh, sure. Eldar, they're like a raging inferno, each and every one. Yeah. Okay, yes. They're so much more psychically attuned and powerful. Yeah, if humans in the Middle Age can create corn, then yeah, imagine, imagine what, what a super psychic race could do. Yeah. Right, exactly. Who have so, had millennia. Yeah. So the Eldar are immortal. So, as with all immortal beings, after living thousands and thousands of years, you kind of start to get bored. You kind of start to do <laughs> butt stuff. Um, no, so basically the Eldar started getting crazy yeah, and they, crazier. Yeah, they gave in to, like, luxuries and depravity. Exactly. Excesses. Yeah. The only way to feel anything is to keep taking it to that next extreme. Right. Crack times 30. Ooh, 30 crack. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so eventually, uh, right in the center of the Eldar's empire, you know, <laughs> boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, the Eye of Terror, the birth of Slanesh so, happens. And, and this is where, like, this is the coolest part to me. It, it's where, like, the, because the, the Materium and the Immaterium, they're separate. Yeah. Right? And then every once in a while a rift is created, right? And a demon steps through, or you slip into the warp and you're lost forever. Yeah. But this is, like, it's a permanent hole. It's a rip in the galaxy where the warp and uh, reality, the, the materium and the immaterium kind of coexist. Yeah. And these insane things happen. And, and it was so powerful, his birth, that it just it ripped this permanent hole in it. Yeah. And so now, like, there's the warp is just seeping out. Yeah. It acts almost like a gateway between worlds. Right. But on a massive scale. Oh, like, yeah. On, on, like, an interstellar yeah. scale. Like, you can see it. When you look at maps of the galaxy, you can see the Eye of Terror. It's so massive. Right. Like, yeah, within the Milky Way, this thing is taking up, like, a huge portion of it. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. Uh, anyway, so Slanish is born, the god of... Pleasure. 
Excess, lust, lust yes. greed, all the good things. My my favorite things. Perfection and hedonism. Vanity. <laughs> yeah, all good things, really. I don't, <laughs> understand, I don't understand why more people don't. Don't follow us on it. Yeah, so obviously anytime you're doing, you give in to too much, kind of your greed takes over, that's all for Slanish. Yeah. Um, doo -doo. So, sorry, go ahead, Mark, if you wanted to say something. So, uh, yeah, Slanish is kind of weird, that's all. Well, it's, it, like it, the, go the god of excess is like it. I, I like that part but so often like it just gets down to the butt jokes for sure <laughs> um, you started it oh I know I know but uh he, he's so much more than just he she it he, I will not do that for anybody not even they, chaos they, no but he yeah he is just so much more than just uh just giant orgies and cocaine which is often how he gets portrayed in the lore like uh, Jordan said, he is the god of perfection. Yeah. Um, so like an artist who's like constantly striving to paint that perfect picture and he, you know, is driven insane by his attempts. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like it's not strictly sexual. Yeah. Or, or like a swords or a swordsman who wants to become the best swordsman. Sure, while their actions might feed corn, the strive to be the best, that's slanesh. Exactly. In everyone. So, right? yeah, he's just so much more than what we often attribute to him. Uh, and I just want to throw that out there. No, it's yeah. true. It's it's good to note that like it's not just that sex. It's also the pursuit of perfect sex, <laughs> <laughs> which I have mastered. <laughs> by the way, spot the compass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into uh, where does Slanesh live? Where does he live? <laughs> the, palace the palace of Slanesh. Oh yes, yes. Another one of those creative names. I think and it's uh, it's doesn't have like certain levels oh yeah and yeah level is like a different six pleasure do six domains yeah. yeah yeah and just like how chincha's maze is constantly changing making you choose your fate he's uh slanish is trying to get you to fall seduce to you temptation so he can get more power from you right uh and and like it the circles so it's divided into like six circles and you have to like pass through all of them kind of think Each like temptation. dante's inferno yeah right? essentially and the i think is hell. the biggest influence for Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's um, greed, gluttony, uh, carnality, paramountcy, where the traveler is greeted by roars of adulation. Oh, okay. So like the need to be like worshipped. Praised. Yeah. yeah and praised. Um, vainglory, and then it says here the last circle is the most perilous. It's heavenly as the utopia so it's like do you stay and rest in the utopia or yeah. do you or like why why ever do anything more right, right? you Once don't you need reach to. like a state perfection. of bliss and perfection it's yeah what else is there right so and that's a great so that's the trap yeah. exactly Let, let's go around the table which circle will get each one of us <laughs> uh i already know christian's uh, it's the adulation one. He wants to be, he <laughs> yes. wants to be praised and build him a statue <laughs> i'll confirm it <laughs> uh Hmm. Mark, what was your what would yours be? If you pick carnality, I'll be so disappointed. In uh, if it's not gluttony, it would be the last one. The heaven one. Yeah, I'm married to a baker, so you know. And uh, I met my wife at a subway, and I thought, damn, that's one good sandwich. I need to, <laughs> that to marry this girl. Yeah. So if it wasn't gluttony, it would be the last one of just just existing. Existing without needing anything. Exactly. 
Uh, for me, like, it would probably be vainglory. So that's, like, you're presented with the perfect picture of yourself. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So not, like, the worship of others, but more just, Worship like, of self. Right. Which, like, I already think I'm the best. So <laughs> then to be like, yeah, that's actually how I see myself. Yeah. Now other, now, you know... It's a mirror that shows me. you what you want to see. Right. A beginner's exactly. guide to 40K cannot endorse Eric's self-perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, where would you sit? Uh, probably the last one, the sixth one. It's the, the heaven? Yeah, Utopia. just like the total bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just, that would definitely get most people. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. and it's, it says there it's the most dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, um, if you can get through the gluttony and through the adulation, yeah. through everything else, then you're stuck in perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, pretty interesting. Um, all right, now let's do a couple the demons, I guess, in the next ones. Um, so the greater demons, keepers, keeper of secrets. Why do they? Why do they call them keepers? Keeper of secrets. Do That's you, a good question. Like, I don't know. I've never read anything explicit about it. Maybe yeah. it exists out there. Okay. Maybe well, our, we'll look into our that. Our fans can chime and, in with uh, yeah. something, a theory, perhaps. Because um, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like you know, core. You obviously interesting fact about keepers of secrets. They're yeah. created subconsciously. Oh, hmm. that is interesting. By the prince of pleasure. You know, I guess. And this is just my theory, but it could have something to do with, like, you know, your secret pleasures. Like, okay. it knows what you want. Kind of. Because it, it knows uh, what you want. Each and... each of them has a unique appearance that mirrors Slanesh's mood at the time of its creation. So that's, like, whatever he's feeling, some whenever uh, she's feeling something particularly in the moment, uh, so kind of like it just bubbles away. Hmm. And now, like, you, she's created the perfect warrior. Hmm. Or yeah. the perfect partier. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. The perfect frat boy. Yeah. (laughs) A demon to be reckoned with. (laughs) Scariest of them all. All right. Uh, And then, so it says here they resemble huge, bestial, and ugly creatures, or lithe, terrifying creatures with an unholy beauty. And that would depend entirely on how Slanesh is feeling. Hmm. At the time. That is interesting, yeah. 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 So they're super varied. Um, Demonettes. Basically, yeah. like common demons with Slanesh? Yeah. Christian? Um, I don't know. They they represent like a lithe beauty, but also like a, a disturbingness to them, I guess you could say, where you can't really look away and they kind of yeah, seduce it, it, you. It's like a haunting beauty. Yeah. It, it, an unreal. It's yeah. an unreal representation of it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Of a perfection or something, right? And, yeah. Um, they're known to be quick and agile and like smooth and tricky not really yeah and uh yeah so they often have um they appear like male and female at the same time so depending on which way you swing or both uh either way they'll catch you the the best is when you see just a really fat greasy nerd just painting a slanish demon and you're like you know what you should probably swing more to nurgle (laughs) but they're like no i'm gonna paint that nipple i'm gonna paint it it happens. <laughs> With you. <laughs> He's talking about himself. <laughs> um, the Steeds of oh Slanesh. Boy. Yeah. Again, very quick, lithe, like... Snake-like. Yeah, but they also run on two legs, so they're, they're bipedal. Okay. Bipedal. Yeah, so... Often ridden by demons. So, like, it, it looks like there's a theme, right? Every You've got your major, you've got your lesser, and then you've got your, like, mounts Mount, yeah. that you'll give to, like, your demons or your champions. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got your spawn, 
Whereas this one, it's the the, the fiends. fiends of Slanesh. <laughs> they are weird looking. Bizarre hybrid of insectoid, reptilian, and human. Yeah. Nothing from the warp has like any kind of uniformity. It's all just a mess. Yeah. And even like you said, like each of the chaos gods kind of have the greater demon, lesser demon mounts. Like, yeah. yeah, they kind of fall into that category, but they don't all fall into those categories. Yeah. And you always end up because with like it, one that's distinct yeah. or different from the others right like yeah, like yeah. a nurgling like it's not a mount it's not a lesser demon that's one of their spawns oh. that's what that's what i would put it as like, okay like that's the lowest one yeah but like, then don't confuse them with chaos spawns either well chaos yeah. spawns is yeah. just a gibbering mass yeah. with no sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, uh so let's do notable servants um obviously if you're if we're gonna stay on the primark binge uh fulgrim yep uh, I don't Primark. know. I, I don't really know anything about Fulgrim. Primark. So. Yeah. Uh, so I guess just kind of the quick and dirty for Fulgrim. Um, you either love him or you, or hate, you him. hate him. There's no middle ground. Yeah. Um, he's known for like that strive for perfection that obviously gets corrupted. When we do our Primark episodes, we'll we'll delve deeper into that. But uh, uh, yeah, it's just he was manipulated by using his own vainglorious, you know. No, we've all been attempts there. at perfection. We've all been there. Yeah. It's like when you're trying to paint Some the of us are model. currently there. <laughs> uh, okay, probably one of my favorite, like, champions of chaos, uh, other than Karn, because Karn is just crazy. Well, yeah, we never mentioned him, but he's the... We'll do it quickly, because he has okay, one cool sure. thing. Then we can do yours. Sorry yeah, yeah, to yeah. cut in. No, no. But uh, he's uh, Korn's, like, favored servant, and uh, he's got a kill counter built into his helmet, and the one fight scene or whatever, it's like this little short story. And at the end of the fight, he looks at his kill counter. And, like, just for that battle, it was, like, 980 or something like that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So Car- that- Karn is, like, he doesn't care if he hits, like, friend, friend or foe. foe. That kill t- counter is going to go yeah, up, Yeah, it's though. going up But, no like, just imagine, what. yeah, I just killed 980 things. Like, eh. Yeah. But, yeah. Just a space marine who's gone nuts <laughs> on the power of corn yeah uh, but, and yours sorry but lucius yeah lucius is like one of the coolest guys he's got a whip so hold on he's another space marine yeah yeah, yeah. so lucius yeah he's a champion of, of, of so you like men with whips no <laughs> tell me more indiana jones is my favorite oh okay okay well now i don't okay he also has a satchel uh no lucius um what was uh so he he's got a whip but he's like he was he was beautiful at one point. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, he has got like scars all. Yeah. Over. So then what happened is he got into a fight with another space marine, and that space marine broke his nose. Yeah. And like Lucius not being being able to take like, the the hurt to his pride. The indignity. Yeah, of yeah. just being punched in the face like, unfairly, but it was a fight like so yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, then he. Yeah, he just goes absolutely nuts. And what what I what I really like about Lucius is that whoever uh, and I hope to dear God I'm not wrong on this, but whenever he dies, like yeah. he comes back uh, from whoever killed him. But only if, if that person take in, yeah takes pride or pleasure, which in killing him. has so far <laughs> yes right because because the crazy thing is is he's a great warrior yeah so if you kill one of the best warriors. And if you don't take pride in it, like, that would be the weird thing, right? Because yeah. there's always going to be the whole, I beat Lucius. Yeah, and, and literally it's just a thought. Just the thought of it. Yeah, and, slowly, and like, 
you'll you'll turn get, into you, Lucius. You get taken over until you become yeah. Lucius. Yeah. Which is, is so sweet. cool. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, I don't, like, there can't be one person who, like, wouldn't take the thought Oh, of, absolutely. I beat him. Just yeah. because he's so well-known. Or even if they so incredibly dislike the guy and they take a little bit of pleasure in the fact that they got and rid finally of him, right? he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, no, that is, it is wild to think no. about. It has the two interpretations because... Yeah, if you do look at Lucius's history in the Horus Heresy, you'll see a few people that beat him. So, yeah, so. unfortunately, that happens. They they kind of used him like as a benchmark. Like, if you're a good sword fighter, you're you better than Lucius. Lucius. But it's like it kind of devalues Lucius's ability. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get into. But that. when you get yeah, thousands that's why of, he uses a whip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but when you get hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Space Marines. Of course, a couple are going to be on the same level as Lucius, but he's still better than 99.999%. Oh, yeah, of the best soldiers in the galaxy. Exactly, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Um, well, I think that kind of covers... It covers the four Chaos Gods, but there's still one lurking in the okay. lore background. The best mm-hmm. one to ever exist. Kind of. Yeah, maybe. Whether, but definitely. Yeah, right. But obviously. Not. <laughs> okay, so there's the four ruinous powers, and they are chaos. And then there's malice, or malal, or malal. And what's really sweet about him is he's literally the god of chaos. Yeah, chaos, chaos against itself. Yeah. Like yeah, the whole the the fact that like there's no anger. Doesn't matter. You don't have to like care about death or your followers or whatever. It's literally just (laughs) okay. So we played a game of Imperial Knight Renegade last night or two nights Uh ago, and it was a five-way battle. We all had five or one knight each or whatever, and the one guy was the perfect Malal servant (laughs) because like literally he just ran around just. He, he had two weapons, two melee weapons, and he just ran around punching people randomly. Like, he wouldn't kill them. He'd no, just, just run up to one guy. He just like, wanted, he's like, I injured everyone. Yeah, that was like, yeah it was just total chaos, because whenever you thought he, you knew what he was going to do, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he just starts measuring <laughs> totally across unpredictable. the board. You're like, what are you measuring for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus so, on this. No. So that is Malal right yeah. there. Malal is chaos for chaos. True chaos. Yeah. yeah. It's chaos There's for the no pure, unadulterated. Yeah, and, and that's to me it's like that's the sweetest thing ever it, like when i think of chaos when i think of malal i think of the joker like, yeah yeah just this, anarchy yeah it's it's purely just death and destruction but not even death or destruction yeah. if it would like if chaos if would putting a flower not, on the side of the road causes chaos that's, he's gonna do it he's gonna do it yeah yeah and that's like malal which is so cool because it's it's the pure form yeah, yeah. right like if if I knew what it took, like, okay, not, like, me personally, but, like, if, if I was in the 40, 40th, 41st, if I was in 40K, yeah, and I knew what it took to be a part of Malal. You'd do anything you could to be Exactly. Part of. That's what would attract, like, if I had to be someone who was worshipping, yeah. like, yeah. chaos, yeah. I would, like, and if I knew what it took to do Malal, I would, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's something so primal about. Chaos. For the there's no. Chaos. It's complete freedom. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And to me, like, that's the coolest thing. Which is weird, because then, I guess I have a question. Like, if everything serves chaos, yeah, why isn't he, like, the most powerful? Because of no one serving true chaos. Like, people like to shed blood. They're, they're shedding blood, serving corn. Like, that's not, like you said, that's not chaos in its true form. Like, yeah, if you're just running around with an axe killing for no reason... 
So it's, oh, and, it's uh, almost like Malal is like the denizens of like madmen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could say that. Because it, it, he definitely is the hardest to be true chaos. Like, especially as a human, you always have some ulterior yeah, yeah, yeah. motive. And, and, the, and the only way you wouldn't is if you were insane and you just followed whatever, like... Passion crossed you at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, like violence could serve Malal, and so could excess, and, yeah. and so could change or whatever. Oh, and, and yeah, that's a neat thing, too. Like, uh, like you just said, like, you can serve multiple gods, and, like, you can do violent things perfectly, and now you're serving corn and, and slanesh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, or you can, you can, in the heat of a battle, you can give up and say, it doesn't matter if I die, yeah. right? You say, like... Nurgle and yeah, there's corn. Nurgle and corn right yeah. there at the yeah. moment. Or if you're scheming and shedding blood, that's corn yeah. and right. change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely why Malau is the hardest to follow, because, yeah, you have to be a madman. You have to just be... Abandoned. Reckless abandoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reckless um, abandoned. So it says that Nurgle is the oldest, but we were kind of talking before, and we were kind of thinking, like, maybe Malau is actually the oldest. Like... Because if there's no thoughts in the galaxy or yeah. whatever... It's like, true chaos. Like Yeah, like... You know. But it wasn't chaos. Like, it That's was... true. Yeah. It was still and it silent calm. because there was no... There was, there was no emotion in it. Yeah. But, like, like as soon emo- as there's anything in it... Malal you know, still needs emotion. Okay. Right? Okay. Like, I... But I would... I would make the argument that I think Malal would be the oldest because as soon as you have existence, right? As soon as, like, the universe explodes into reality, yeah. there's chaos. Because that is chaos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... Yeah. So... Now, th- yeah, that's an interesting thing because Games Workshop clearly says that Nurgle is, but... It's kind of, like... Well, I mean, the whole canonicity of Malal. Well, oh yeah, he's super minor. Like debated. Yeah, he's obviously downplayed. Uh, I guess there's copyright issues involved with Something that like story. That, Something yeah. in the background, so they never could put him as a prominent figure. Which they yeah. totally should have. But there's like little hints and th- tidbits within the lore that you kind of pick up on. Like yeah. you know, yeah. he's got a space range chapter that follows him. The Sons of Malice. Is that yeah. them? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Black and white armor. Yeah, and and Malal's colors are black and white, and it kind of represents that like dichotomy of like you know yeah like the two faces yeah exactly like it doesn't matter what you do yeah um but yeah so not much else is known like they don't say if he has any greater demons or anything like that it's just well i don't think he's ever been like explored like yeah he, he, hasn't, he hasn't fully been fleshed out, out yeah the way the been, other god yeah, he's not exactly in the, in the lore he's not powerful enough to split himself is yeah. what is my understanding of it yeah like he's a super like tiny small god because there are also way more chaos gods reverse interpretation (laughs) malice doesn't need any demons like he's since he's chaos incarnate like that would also include not being like the others right i guess he's different he doesn't need little demons like if you follow him you follow him yeah as a mortal instrument right not he doesn't need other demons to yeah. do his bidding, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. It, like, the smaller you are, also, the easier it would be to manifest in yeah. the Materium. Because, mm. like, to get a little demon in our world, oh, little, little goat blood, <laughs> right? And you, you know some, exactly the right. Some metal bindings, <laughs> and then, hey, presto. Yeah. Right? But to say... The to more sum, powerful to summon, the demon. Like, Angrath has only been summoned twice. Yeah. But when he comes, he destroys worlds. Yeah. yeah. Right? What would be, like, the benefit of like serving malal okay like, well, that's like a, a gift of malal like, yeah, I would, say like that, it, it seems like there'd be no benefit for well that's like, why so, it could be like the madness right like, well to me the benefit would be freedom 
yes. completely out of freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there are no whatever constraints. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Where if you're doing another god, yeah, like... You're kind of limited if, to that god. If you're Zeech, how yeah. dare you do anything that gives power to Nurgle? Right. Yeah. So I'd say that would be the benefit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you could kind of do whatever you want and still sort of receive powers, if you yeah. will, from, yeah. Yeah. from the law. Okay. Yeah. And, and and yeah, I guess you could also add kind of like into the that. God of Anarchy or something. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna pull up Malice's yeah, page. So either yeah, total freedom or total insanity. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> A very fine line. <laughs> Man, it's so brutal. I can't believe they call him a minor chaos god. Yeah, so he represents anarchy incarnate. Okay. Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely cool. So let's go around the table. I think that's all we have. Say about the chaos gods, and Except we're just um, and we'll just we'll say which one's our favorite. Okay, Eric, we'll start with you. Oh, we gosh, know it. Darn it, it's malice. Yeah, like yeah. he's the coolest one there is. Yeah, for sure. Jordan, uh, gotta say, I like Malal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian, I'm gonna go with Chinch because it's what I most like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether I like sure. it or not, I do come up with a lot of schemes and plans and yeah. everything. So whether or not they succeed. I would or... favor to be, you know, a servant of Slanesh, but, uh, <laughs> but in, that if I'm true to myself, for me. <laughs> then it, yeah, Mark is definitely a servant of Slanesh. Excess. Yeah, but it's not because he really likes butt stuff. That's in there too. <laughs> that's as part a, of it. Yeah, that's just But it's, the it doesn't benefit. define him. No. No, he's more, when he does anything, he goes, you know, balls to the wall, like all in or all out. Like yeah, there's yeah. no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers uh, at least like the basic understanding of the warp and the powers that are in it. Okay, so for this next part in the podcast, what we're going to discuss is uh, just a couple questions or things that we've thought about that we thought were cool to share and kind of think about and not necessarily part of like what's considered lore, but what we think is cool. And um, what we wanted to share this one, I, I posed the question, uh, and Christian, I'll let you answer first. Um, can chaos ever truly be defeated or destroyed, and how would that happen? Okay, yeah. So I personally, my thoughts on it are, and again, this is not canon, it's just my opinion. Um, chaos can can be destroyed or defeated if people sever their connection to the warp. Um, and that would be such like a, a minority or such like a I'm not saying it's easy to do or necessarily possible to do like from a realistic perspective but I think people would have to sever anything that feeds the chaos god so like all emotion and things like that so you either have to like reach a place of total zen uh, with yourself personally in order to defeat the warp uh, where your soul is kind of like at peace or cut yourself off from the warp altogether but being at peace like doesn't mean you're not feeling emotion and i know we like we said like the four ruinous powers or whatever and like yeah. there are specific emotions that feed in but like hunger like that's an emotion that you feel is it an emotion yeah it's an instinct the fear of death is an instinct right, right? so the willingness can get past to live, that though can you Which, get past your instincts some people can argue that you can okay so you think that it's possible yeah mark so this is what I would do if I was the god emperor of mankind. Oh, okay. I would put a psychic blank everywhere. Therefore, the entire Imperium would be a blank spot negating any reflection in the warp. 
So it's like a dampening field? Yeah, but like not just a dampening field, like completely like nothing. Are no. there enough to cover the so hundreds of worlds? Let's uh what are blanks? So blanks are basically um like if everyone has a psychic presence, they are things that do not have a presence. Yeah. Um But you're making it sound like there's a void. Y- yeah, kind of. So okay, if every creature has like their soul or what we consider soul is their psychic connection to the warp. It's present in your physical being. Blanks don't have a soul. They're not connected to the warp, and they're antithetical to the warp's existence. The warp cannot exist around them. Can't exist. Cannot. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a unit called Sister of Silence where you put them down and, like, you can't use psychic powers around them because you just you can't it doesn't access exist. the warp. So, back to putting one of those okay. everywhere. Okay. And... Which might... That might deal with humanity, but they, they nullify all psychic presence in their in their yeah. vicinity. So okay. anything so that what's, manifests. What's a vicinity like? Couple couple feet, couple kilometers, because it's not far. I'd... It's open to interpretation, right? I think. Yeah. And so there's, then there's power levels. Do you do you think within... it's feasible to say that there's enough to cover every single being's in the galaxy's connection? Well, to the I didn't war? want to say it's feasible to destroy chaos because it's not. it's not okay. But if there was a way. That's how I would do it. Could you blank out the Eldar's connection to the war? Yes, it's called a bolt gun. <laughs> uh, actually, do you want to talk about what happens to an Eldar when it dies? It goes to the war? Yeah, there you go. All souls, <laughs> when they die, go to the war. But they shine so much brighter. Yeah, and they um, fade so much. Yeah. So I like... the. I guess I have a question then for you. Like, If Nurgle being like the god of like death and decay... Like, life didn't necessarily exist, like, when chaos came to be, right? When, like, the universe started existing. Do you think that, like, animals or plants, who might not be sentient but are still alive, like, wouldn't their death and decay just feed into Nurgle? I would say so. So then, like, not only... I don't know if that's true. At that point, not only would you have to cover sentient beings... Oh, no, you have a psychic blank... Literally. 50 foot squares across the entire... The universe. Universe, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So not only is that improbable, it's impossible. Okay, step two. Exterminatus everything. Yes. Okay. And this is where I think I agree with you more, is that the only real way to actually defeat chaos is to destroy or eradicate every single thing that has any kind of psychic... Because if we created it, we also... Industry. Not necessarily us, though. Well, if if life, because it's life. No, if uh, yeah, if yeah, right. I think they because a rock, a rock has no connection, right? And I think by that same warp. token, though, non-sentient, non-psychic creatures wouldn't also have a connection to the warp. I don't think a plant rotting would invoke any kind of. Plants power. have a desire to live. Do they? Absolutely. They do. Yeah, there, there has well, been they, like scientific tests on that. Do they have a soul in the warp? Like well, I'm that, that's, that's strictly, what I'm and that's right. But like, it I don't be, see any evidence. It for might that. be so so minor that chaos yeah. does not value it, or it's not enough for it to. Feed and and, and on either either way is that, possible, but, but when even if it's so minute, like right now, like what's most prizely, what's most valued would be an Eldar soul, right? And then after that, like humanity, because we're so numerous, right? Like so, we have like a huge impact. But what happens if all of a sudden you remove? Like what if what if he puts blanks wherever humanity is, and he puts blanks wherever the Eldar are? What's the next most prized? Sorry, 
what are what can you explain what blanks are exactly well if you're listening jordan we just did no it, it's a blank it, it's like it's someone whose very presence denies the warp so if, okay. if 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 mark is contributing to the work and christian is if you're a blank and you're standing next to them mark has no his soul is like severed from the warp right okay. now and like if you the warp can't even manifest around where you are they're also super rare like uh, I was going to say, trillions. I was going to say, what happens? Yeah, you wanted to make an entire chapter of Space Marines of blanks, <laughs> which is possible in a galaxy of quadrillions. Uh, <laughs> what happens when a blank goes into the Eye of Terror? I don't know if that's. I think a subjective debate because can mm. they can they enter a place right. that ceases to exist when they're around? Right. Yeah. It's like that object that's so distant that every time you take a step forward, it moves a step away. Right. Like it's can they ever really go in there? And if they could, would they destroy it from within? Who knows? Right. It's mm. like. What happens when you get into a black hole? So, okay. Hmm. So, I don't think the warp is destroyable. I really don't. No, no, it's not. Not without... Even if you, like, destroyed everything in the galaxy or universe, wouldn't the warp just go to its pre-life state that it was prior to I guess, yeah. It would just go back... Question, though, like, what would happen to all the power that's already there? Right. Would that just cease to exist? Is it decaying at some point? I'd imagine, yeah, I'd eventually stop. Some kind of entropy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the warp. There's no... But that's the thing. It's chaos self-existing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe now it feeds upon itself. Itself. Anytime corn... If you get that ball rolling, it will never stop. It's a snowball, right? Once, as soon as corn now goes to fight... Uh, Slanesh or Zinch or Nurgle. Yeah, they're creating their own power now. Creating his own. So then they have to be actively destroyed. Right. Right. Which, okay, yeah. I don't think chaos, I don't think it's possible to really ever get rid of it. Now it's too late. So maybe springboarding, does chaos exist outside of our galaxy? I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah. Is there other life on the the other galaxies? Yeah, the weird thing, well, we know there is because of the Tyranids true yes right because they are not from our galaxy yeah. Yeah. also there was a book that mentioned also necrom went away and he left our galaxy and then he came back There's... i think he just went into the void though it's silent like he... king yes. yeah like i don't think he visited other galaxies i think he just uh, left our galaxy we don't know what he did yeah you can't okay. say i thought sure. he came back with things I don't think so. Okay. And then also, I guess there's a story uh, in 40K of psychers listening on the edge of the galaxy, and all they hear in the vast distance are orcs. So, for all <laughs> we know, is coming. all we know, there are orcs in every galaxy. Well, I mean, there. it's just a fungus. It just spreads. Well, right. so, so think, ah, uh, that's a little deep, but orcs are basically created, do I want to go into it? Because why would they create them and put them in a different galaxy where... How did you know they didn't spread themselves? Like, previously? Like, like the old... Are you talking about the old ones? Yeah, like, because the old ones made the orcs and the elves to fight the Necron tier. Yes. But, like... Why would they send them off to distant Right, why would they... Right, yeah. yeah. Because the Necron tier were here. Exactly. Unless the Silent King... Or unless... They're Actually all went over to on multiple galaxies, and now we're we're in way the, deeper waters than I we think, could imagine. I oh, my God! <laughs> like, like, the warp, like, yeah. yes, it bends space-time, but you still have to travel through the warp. Yeah. Right? So you still have to spend time in the warp to move. It's just, it can be much quicker. Right. So, it like, a day in the warp slower. could be, like, a month in outside or, the warp. Or a, a day in, or a warp. month in the warp could be a second in real time. Yeah, so you actually go almost, it feels like you go backwards in time. Right. So... <laughs> So in that reality, that means that in the next in the next closest galaxy, there's potentially their own chaos gods. Maybe suppose, right yeah. because yeah. Those, maybe they even feel those, different emotions than what like we even we recognize. recognize. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. 
So at like when you're thinking on that grander scale, there's no way you can ever destroy chaos. No. At all. Definitely not. Well, you just got to eradicate more galaxies. We're taking this to the next level. Eradicate galaxies. Gone from planets to (laughs) star systems to galaxies. Screw it. You just have to... Bomb the universe. Virus bomb the universe. (laughs) Virus bomb the universe. But yeah, I, I don't think it can be destroyed. No, it's it's always there. And that's one of the neat things about 40K is just how... How do you win, win a battle that you can't win? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's the false hope. Yeah. That's what it is. You just you reach for that next light only to have yeah. it disappear. You you fought back this huge demon invasion, but you know like all those demons that you killed, they're, they're not, not actually dead. dead. Yeah. So just yeah. the yeah. grim dark like of you've, it. You've, you've destroyed like a, a savage alien race on one planet... And you look up at the stars and you realize there's thousands more out there yeah. that are willing to destroy yeah. humanity. Yeah. I like it. Anything else we want to share about the indestructibility of chaos? No, I'm just feeling pretty hopeless right now. So, <laughs> I, I kind of, I'm, I'm hoping that's the end of all of our podcasts. Just <laughs> we like just leave people sad. with a pin in their stomach. <laughs> like, it's coming, it's inevitable, you're next. <laughs> Die with honor, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I guess that concludes our first uh, podcast, a Beginner's Guide to 40K. Uh, don't forget, we do have an email. Send us your questions or concern. It is abg40k at gmail.com. We'll definitely get back to you because we have nothing better to do with our lives. Nope. And <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace. This is Christian signing out. Thanks for listening. We really enjoy hearing all your questions and comments. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Lorehammer, or Twitter handle, at Lorehammer40k, or our email address, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. See you next episode.